Welcome to the Lifting Lessons at Lunch, hosted by Calvary Baptist Church of Statham, Georgia. My name is Matt Dibler, and I have the great privilege of pastoring Calvary Baptist Church. This podcast can be heard every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. And now, here is our speaker for today. Well, good afternoon, and welcome to Lifting Lesson at Lunch. As you well know, my name is Tommy Young, Minister of Music at Calvary Baptist Church in Statham, Georgia. And what an honor and privilege it is for me to serve in that capacity. Today, we continue our series on music in the local church. Last week, we discovered that music brings us into the presence of God. Let me go back and rephrase something. The right kind of music brings us into the presence of God. It helps us to be able to praise that name that's above all names. So God isn't just some idea we think about, but as a living being we experience. Psalm 22, 3 says, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. It's so important for me as a minister of music to remind myself during the song service, during the preaching service, that God isn't somewhere else. God is very much here. He's with us. His, one of His names, Emmanuel, means God with us. Folks, He is as close to us as our next breath. We should be energized by the Spirit when we're singing. You see, the right kind of music can excite our spirits, and it should. And depending on the mood, can lead us to repentance, thanksgiving, adoration, love, and a host of other emotions. I believe if Christians would make their way to an altar during a song that speaks to their heart, that's drawing them closer to the Lord, it would revive our church when it's time for God's man to open the word, we would have hearing ears rather than him having to work so hard to get the word out. Those who love the Lord, and I believe this is all my heart, are encouraged to, to sing till we feel our hearts ascending to higher places. You've been there. You've done that. Therefore, it's good to have the right tune and the right lyric. That makes it real and honor, honest, rather than manufactured or manipulative. And that the singing will allow for the full range of emotions in worship. Friends, get involved in corporate worship, corporate singing. I promise you it will help you and it would help all those around you in a wonderful way. You see, Christianity is a singing faith. It's one of the chief things followers of Jesus are known for, renowned for, both down through the ages and now all around the world. There are scores and scores and scores of songs written about the eternal Godhead. Hymn book after hymn book published about Jesus. 
Have you ever seen a hymn book for Buddha or for Muhammad? Yet you can go to about every church and there'll be a different hymn book representing songs about Jesus because it's important. While the proportion of singing has varied from time to time and from place to place, most churches today devote about a third of their gathering time to the music ministry and invest a considerable amount of time, money, effort, and energy into the musical side of church life. That's the reason we have choir rehearsal. That's the reason that we get together and try to blend our voices. We want to be the sweetest sound that we can be to you, our congregation, but more importantly, to our Heavenly Father. You pray for our choir that God will bless us and help us to learn and get closer to Him. There's no escaping the fact that singing is a vital form of praise. Let me say that again. There's no escaping the fact that singing is a vital form of praise. Many scripture, particularly in the book of Psalms, bear this out. Not only do they link praise directly with singing, but they also frequently speak of the vertical and horizontal dimensions of praise, adoration, and declaration in virtually the same breath. Consider, for example, the, the first four ver verses of Psalm 96. A command, O sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth, another command. Sing unto the Lord, bless His name. Show forth His salvation from day to day. Declare His glory among the heathen, His wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all. All gods sing unto the Lord a new song. While praise is not just about singing, the point of this and other psalms could not be clearer. We sing to the Lord, blessing His name. Not blessing the people we're sitting around, name, but blessing His name. And then we sing of the Lord to our brothers and sisters, declaring His glory. Of course, we often, if not always, do both at once. For even when we're singing about the Lord to others, He is present to receive His praise. I believe one of the greatest sins of the modern day church is robbing God of His glory. We want to take the glory for ourselves. Church, that's wrong. What God does, He does in spite of us and because of Him. He is to be praised. He is to receive His rightful praise. The importance of singing the praises of God is evident from the number of times it's commanded in Scripture. For example, I won't take time to read all these. Exodus fifteen twenty-one. Psalm 147, verses 1 and 7. Psalm 149, verses 1 and 5. Zephaniah 3, 14. Zechariah 2, 10. James 5, 13. Immediately, most of these exhortations are found 
in the Old Testament, particularly in the book of Psalms. But just because they're there doesn't mean we have, have done away with them. Because later on in, in, in Colossians and Ephesians, Paul says we're to sing to the Lord. We're to admonish one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. We are to encourage our brothers and sisters in Christ through singing. Such commands are necessary because heartfelt praise doesn't always come easily to God's people. Let's face a lot of times we're, whatever the case may be, maybe too embarrassed to praise His name, maybe too embarrassed to lift our voices, maybe we have forces pitting against us, maybe it's a celestial or a terrestrial, external or internal, which seek to deflect us from giving God the praise that is rightfully His and should be given to Him in all circumstances, not only in our lives, but also with our lips, not only in speech, but also in song. So unless we are alert to this danger, it's all too possible to rob God of His praise. Perhaps because we fear, like I said a moment ago, looking foolish. Or we fear what others may think of us. The result of being ruled by fears is that we tend to play it cool, muzzle our gratitude, muzzle our praise, curb our enthusiasm for the Lord. The farther we get along in this world and the older we get, the more we need to praise the Lord. You see, singing can lead us into praising. But singing can also help us to pray. Many of the songs that we sing are prayers to the Lord. After all, if you're talking to the Lord, that is prayer. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice. To worship you, O oh, my soul, rejoice. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me. I love you, Jesus, for what you've done. So many songs are prayers, and we forget that. Next week, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into singing helps us pray. I hope you have a good rest of your Thursday. Thank you once again for tuning in. Sure appreciate you. I love you. And my prayer is that God will bless you.